Hello and welcome to the Little Victories podcast. Little Victories is dedicated to righting the wrongs that society offers with monotonous regularity. We're here to highlight the good, condemn the bad, and make sweeping generalizations about living in the model that is the 21st century. As ever, in the studio, when I say studio, I mean a garden shed in West Brompton, our star of stage, screen and six working men's clubs in Oldham, Tom Adams. Hello. How are you? Yeah, really good, really good. What have you learned this week? I have learned that uh, milk costs 51 pence per pint. Inflation, Tom. I know. This one's under. I learned that in a theatre show, actually, I, went, I saw in Leicester. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks. One man show. Sorry, anyway. Sorry. Uh, also here is a woman who uh, has no idea what a working man's club is, uh, but is willing to sit next to someone who's been in one. Gabriella Brunel, welcome. Hello, thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's very nice to have you here. It's very nice to have you both here. What have you learned this week, Gabriella? I've learned that you need to do cheek exercises to keep your cheekbones high up. Uh, from an exercise book that I pass on to women I meet. Yeah. Um, do, when you pass this information on, are you quite uh, subtle? Uh, and Or do you you just give her the book and say, look, I don't mean to be more funny, but you're no, a bit saggy. I do that generally. I carry it around with me on the train. Yes. Good, good. You've got lovely red cheekbones, I must say. Mm, and you really look like someone from Warhorse, Tom. <laughs> Tom is dressed uh, like he's been pulled through Alan Bennett's wardrobe, and uh, that's a beautiful thing. Where can I put my horse? Can I put my horse somewhere? I've got a horse outside. This podcast, uh, as we've said, is uh, about uh, looking at life in a way that allows us to enjoy the smaller things. There's too much muddle out there, and a lot of it's very negative. So we're here to highlight the positive. So, uh, here we are, and um, Tom <laughs> is breaking the place that's with his guitar, and yeah, that's fine. I, you know, if I'm really tight. I'm, I'm a bit too tight to the table, I yeah. thought, but no, it's good. Don't worry about that. Sorry about that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Gabriella. Am I too close? No, you're not too close yeah. at all. So everyone's happy? I'm happy. And from a health and safety point of view, do you think yeah. we're all right? Yeah, it's Great. just a £400 guitar, it's all right. It's fine. So we've learned a bit this week, you've learned about milk, you've learned uh, about cheekbones, or, and, and the uh, uplifting uh, attributes of them. Yes. Or how to keep them high. Uh, what else have we learned? I've learned about, um, I've got three things here, yep. Yep. really good things I've discovered. Trot through them. Can I trot through them? Yep. In London, all in London. Fine. I, yeah, London, because I live in London. Yes. Nine million people do. Yes. Um, is it nine million? I think it's, I think greater London's nine million people, yes. <laughs> good. Well, uh, the first one I've discovered is a wonderful museum called the Cinema Museum. Yes. Anyone who's into cinema, it's not necessarily about film, it's about the experience of going to a cinema. And it has, it's, it's in an old workhouse, a Lambeth workhouse, where Charlie Chaplin went as a young boy. And it's in Kennington, and it costs £6.50 for a ticket. Yes. Uh, That's really good. And have, have you been, or have you I've been got... many times. I've volunteered there once, and I tried to volunteer a second time. Yes. And I stood outside, and all the doors were closed. And a, a, a man who was a bit aggressive came up to me. He had, had some issues, I don't know. He'd be, he, told me, he told me he was there to, to, for the evening as well. I don't know, yeah, it was that, and he had a go at me, he said, stop telling me what to do, stop telling me what to do. And because I, I just told him, can you go away? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Oh, well, that veered was... from, from being a very nice experience to, to, to being a mental health issue. Yeah, I know, well, I you know, but no, but he won't be there again. Okay. I fine. don't think, because they've, they've warned him off. Yes, good. Gabriella, what have you learned? Well, connected with that, I had a cinematic experience at the other end of the spectrum, because I went to pay £18 for a cinema outing, but not, I don't like to advertise big companies, 
but I must say it was Odeon Premier Lounge <laughs> and um, there's only one in London and if you want to find it you have to go to the top of Whiteley's shopping centre but it's a really good tip is if you go on a Friday afternoon it's empty so you although you're paying 18 pounds you're paying 18 pounds for the whole cinema t- for yourself because you sit in the leather armchairs that you press the buttons lean back lean up you know or whatever you That's look the so dentist. Desire. Yeah, it's a dentistry-like experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gabriella, what's the second thing that you've learnt this week? The uh, second thing I've learnt would be that even celebrities miss their train. So it's nice to know that they're living the same mun humdrum life as us sometimes. Because yeah. I was at Victoria Station and there I saw my crush of the week, Bill Nye, was standing there in, in bright conversation with the young lady and I thought of interrupting him, but I thought, better leave it. So um, then we walked up to the train. I got on the train to East Croydon. And then just as it was pulling out, I heard a voice as though it was coming from either Love Actually or the latest release, The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. And I turned out the window and there was Bill Knight right there shouting, stop, driver. Uh, but the train wouldn't stop for him. So that was a very heartening experience to learn that even Bill Nye can't stop the British transport, only yeah. if you jump under it, can you? Yeah, yeah. What station was he at? This was all happening at Victoria, and the train was going to East... Did he have his trademark glasses on? He did, actually, the dark glasses, those really hard-rimmed spectacles. Yeah. Was he vaxxed? Well, he... Because, he, you know, he has... His hands have a thing where the, the fingers are held in. Really? His nerve, his, um, his tendons have gone? His tendons have gone, yeah. Do they, they hide that well in films, don't they? Yeah, they, they do. They kind of don't really... You never see Bill Nye's hands. It's in his contract. <laughs> it, it, one of the points is no hand shots, no hand close-ups. Yeah. Because mm. he did an oven glove commercial once, and that was fine, because... But uh, anything else, absolutely no. Yeah. But he wasn't vexed, but there was a woman with him that was very vexed. So I think we also have here a demonstration of how the women can bring the men, men's moods down by becoming vexed. Is that true? Women bring men's moods down. That's a big I statement, think, yeah, especially I, emanating from a, a, a woman. Yeah, I... Um, I've never felt but this. But, like, I... Yeah, I, I, is this therapy week? I don't know, I, I'm allowed to... Yeah, please. Yeah. Can I, um, yeah, vent. Tell us. No, well, no, no I'm, a, I'm sometimes scared of bossy women. Yes. You know, but Sometimes. So we're always scared yeah. of bossy women, you know, but no-one here is bossy. No. You know, and, and I've learned how to recognise that now more. You know, but I. What I've happens to you? What's the physical manifestation? I, when, when uh, you do see, you know, that woman, for instance, I, on the I swear behind their back. I sort of make Karen. I make Brady. hand gestures. Yeah, it's, I mean, she's a, a yeah, stereotypically she talk, well, it, bossy woman, right? So, what would the physical manifestation of her and you in the same room? What would what would happen apart from you, you know, flicking the V's when she's not looking? Yeah, I just I. Uh, um, if she went, Tom, pick up that chair. Like that, but she'd have to say it nicely. You know, she'd have to involve me. I want to be involved in Cam, what Cameron Brady does. You know, I want to be. I want to feel like I'm not necessarily she's my boss, but I want to feel like she's on your side, on my side. Exactly, we're a team. Yeah, I'm not her underling. Yeah, and so if she did say, "Tom, pick up that chair," in a rude way, I'd flick the V's behind her back, <laughs> and that would show her. Yes, and so like, yeah. Well, yeah. it wouldn't show her, but. No. It would show you. It would show, yeah. Who's, it, who's actually in control. <laughs> but I tell you what, I bet you'd pick that chair up and do it anyway. You'd have to, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't, I don't want to lose my job. No. But I'd probably mm. look for another one in the meantime. So women are in control generally. 
I'm, of your emotions. I'm coming from a matriarchal sort of mm. family, yeah, definitely. But my mum is very nice. You shouldn't surrender your happiness and your well-being no. to, to this... Uh, no. To this matriarchal force. No, but I... I mean, imagine Jermaine Greer. You trapped in a lift with Jermaine Greer. That I served hell, her once in a bar. Oh, I like I served her once. She was moody. Yeah. Really moody. <laughs> you shocked Really me. moody. No, no, yeah. <laughs> she was. She, yeah. And she was really upset that the, you know, the coffee wasn't ready or something like that or something. It was just... I just thought, oh, why, can't, why do you have to be such a cliche? Mm. Why, why can't you be happy? What have you learned? Well, I tell you, uh, lots of things. One of the, one of the things I've learned is that um, when Michelangelo was asked what his best piece of work was, he said his snowman, and I think that's a piece of marketing genius. I think the bourgeois said to him, you know, Michael, was work, and everyone was expecting him to say, David, it's my David. And what he actually said was, it's my snowman. And they of course said, Whoa, where is your snowman? And of course, it's melted, mm. and it's just a carrot, a couple of bits of coal, two twigs, and a scarf in in a field behind Florence but what wow. he's doing there is he's keeping the mystery yeah uh, and uh, I think uh, Michelangelo not only a, a good uh, sculptor an artist yeah. but also a good marketing man that is really great but then isn't that the type of thing that our MPs now do they would say if you say to them what's your great piece of work and they say well it's not there you know it's melted they're, they're, they're saying your best piece of work is in the atmosphere, aren't you? It's in you, yes. but it's not actually out there. Yeah. So it can be used as an excuse as well as a profound point. Yes. You're saying politicians make snowmen or like... Yeah, I'm saying, like... I am saying politicians build snowmen every day that melt and our, every day our, our trust in them is weakened. That's yeah. a profound point. Yeah. So I've learned that. Um, and I've also learned that um, if people are, are losing an argument, they tend to shout. But that's nothing mm. new. Did you see that in The Apprentice? No. It happened. But, but I was on the receiving end. I was doing a radio programme and um, I was making some, um, I think, quite well-structured points uh, and the uh, other person just started shouting. Oh, dear. Yeah. Can we very, listen really? to this on the BBC? You, you can, but it's just very embarrassing. So what did you do then? I, well, I didn't know. That was the thing. I didn't really know what to do. I was going to say, can you please stop shouting? But yeah. I thought that might be a touch rude. How loud was the shouting? Oh, it was, you know, phenomenal. From a woman? Yes. I thought so. See? Blimey. There Just we go. Did you swear behind her back? <laughs> yeah, I did. I said, pick that chair up. Uh, so we've reached a moment in the show which we call Awkward Moments. And Gabrielle, it's over to you to lead us through the social minefield that is living in the 21st century. Awkward moment number one. Well, I found my awkward moment number one this week would be my homophobic boss um, telling me um, that his son is gay. He just said to me, my son is gay. So I said to him, I thought, not that I'm a lesbian, but, you know, I, I said to him, well, that's great. You know, finally, he could really come out. And then my homophobic boss said he hadn't actually said that. He had just said, nice summer's day. Oh, my God. That was a very, that was a long silence there. As, as is this, like, awkward moment number two. Long silences, especially during Andy Murray interviews, um, and in and in Andy Murray's brain. Awkward moment number three would be um, is the Scottish minister, isn't it, Alex Salmond, the first minister? Well, I, I I thought this week that it would be very awkward if Alex Salmond went on Who Do You Think You Are and found out that all his relatives were English. It would be, wouldn't it? Terribly. Mm, tough. Mm. And then another one connected with Alex Salmond, actually, would be 
him doing, you know, he, he's, he does sing now and again. And if he had to resort to karaoke to get his point across... Do you think that um, politicians resorting to karaoke to canvas and get their uh, manifestos across would actually be a, a way to revive Western democracy? I definitely think it could, we could be hitting on a really strong point here. Yes. Do you mm. think I think we're onto like something. Manifestos with karaoke, manakoki. Manakoki? Manakoki. Ah. Like Patricia, but, but for politicians. Manakoki. What's Patricia? Patricia is uh, this uh, uh, slideshow. Every slide gets 20 seconds. It's designed by a couple of architects who used to uh, practice in Japan. Um, because the Japanese have such huge attention to detail, uh, they would go into client meetings and uh, a discussion about a tap would take six, seven hours. So they said, look, we're just going to come in, we're going to give you 20 slides, 20 seconds each, and we're going to explain each of the details of the building, and then we're going to leave and leave you with a slideshow. Yeah. But what happens is it's taken off as a social phenomenon. So, so what you, you do, do it with photos of your friends? Well, you can do it about anything. You just get 20 slides together, which you then talk about for 20 seconds per slide. And it's very set. You're not allowed to go over 20 seconds per slide. Uh, and they project it on, on the screen. And then you talk it through and everyone learns something new about something else. I think that's what we're trying to do here, isn't it? Well, yeah. it is. This is this is the kind of audio version of Patricia meets uh, Manikoki. Yeah. Manikoki, yeah. Yeah. So do you think if a, like Nick Clegg went into a, um, like a karaoke booth and sort of went, these are my points. These are my points. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not sure what Nick Clegg's points are exactly. Yes, but Nick Clegg isn't mm. sure what yeah. his points are. Yeah. Well, awkward moment number. Um, I have a landline phone yes. and uh, and it's an old classic phone like with an old classic ringer. And is it, I, is it the whirly dialy? Yeah, whirly dialy thing. It's lovely. Really nice. And I, and I, cause I never use it. But um, and the people who only ring me are automated. Urgent. You have something you like, blah, blah, blah. Automated. All automated. But um, I always answer it for a laugh. I go Elephant and Castle, 4291. I say it just for a laugh. And, uh, and my mum, it's either my mum, who finds it funny, or an automated thing. But this time it was an actual real person. And she went, oh, hello, is, is David there? And I went, oh, uh, no, no, he's not. I think I got the wrong number. That was an awkward moment because I, she thought probably, they where, thought where yeah, they thought I was being serious. Wouldn't well, you say yes, he is? I could have done, yeah. But I'm just running him a bath. <laughs> <laughs> and then what? And then sort of hung up. <laughs> now that's an awkward moment. Yeah. Yeah, God, and she was on. We always friend. knew. We always knew. Yeah. Yeah, that's my awkward moment. Oh, really, it's just yes. like, I was a bit of awkwardness mm. between. I, I I wasn't expecting it to be a real person, and it was. There's that moment in life where um, people, you say to, to someone who refer to you as Scott or John, and that isn't your name, when do you tell them? Because if you leave it too long, it, it, this is awkward. Yes. Mm. And I've done this. Oh, yeah. But someone called me yeah. Scott, and you know, two days later, they're still saying Scott, and I didn't have mm. the heart to tell her, look, I don't mean to be funny, but I'm Ross. Because yeah. she'd feel bad, I feel bad, and I actually didn't mind the Scott bit. So there's, there's, mm. there's the awkward moment, but then there's the, do you, do you lance the boil, as it were? Yeah. Or do you just leave it? And because it only becomes an awkward moment when you start to change mm. things. That's the point. Oh, that's the... Yeah, you're right. Because this is the case of mistaken identity, isn't it? How do you mean? Well, because I, um, I, I had the same thing, but this week, but not with my name, but with a lady I met as a nanny, you what? know. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you as a nanny, mm. or you I, met a nanny? Oh, no, I am the nanny. Yes. And, and with the kids, and she assumed that I'm the mother. Oh. And it's the same thing with the name. I've let it go on and on. And I haven't, I could have changed it when she said to me in the swimming pool, so you've had two, that must have been a really tough birthing process. And obviously that's the point there where I say no. 
I'm just looking after them. But, but I have to say, because being English and not wanting that awkward moment to come of the change and she to totally lose all respect for me. Yes. So I said, of course, yes, it was really tough, but it was all, but overall I dealt with it fine. You know, and, oh God. and now I, I'm going to see her again next week. She's emailed me now and she wants to start a friendship. And she thinks that you have two children, which you didn't give birth to. Yes, and she constantly asks me where I live. She's keep trying to pin down my road name, which obviously I don't know because I look after people. This has children. got immigration written all over it. <laughs> I don't think you can stay for any longer as one of the nine million in Greater London. Mm. And you have to move. Will I be extradited? Yeah. Or you have to. Well, you'll get certainly be ostracised from all those middle class coffee mornings. Yes. And probably be banned from ever touching creme fraiche again. I read a story about a coffee morning, a kids' play morning. Mm. Uh, it's called Coffee and Play. Mm. Not allowed to call it Coffee and Play anymore because coffee would like, school the kids. Not allowed coffee there, and it's just, just called Fun and Play, which I think is a bit pointless because you know it's Brussels in it. <laughs> <laughs> I just read that. I just thought that. I just thought that was done. Just throw it in. Yeah. Um, I think we'll all agree that you know this is uh, going kind of nicely, but I'm going to have to steer it on. Uh, you know, chiviated along mm. because otherwise we could become self-indulgent. I'm not saying that we are, but I'm saying that you know there's that risk always with. Um, sorry, you put your hand up. Can I put my? Can I chuck one thing in? Yeah, of course. That, um, it's not an awkward moment. It's not an awkward moment. Sorry, it's not an awkward moment. Or a, uh, it's um, just something I read going back to what I learnt. Can I just can I just go back to that? Just go. Let's go for it. It was a funny job I read. It said, male performers with short hair required for gallery performance piece in London. Hair length 0.5 centimetres to 2 centimetres. Performer will need to be comfortable with small spaces and staying still for long periods of time. It just made me laugh. Mm. Made me laugh a lot. It's beautiful. If you are uh, or fit that criteria and are willing to do any of those things, who should these people get in touch with? Um, Maybe they email us here yeah, and we could yeah, pass it on. Exactly. So, Remember, hair length 0.5 centimetres to 2 centimetres. Yes. It sounds a description of you, Tom. Have I got what? Do you reckon? Well, yes, because you're sitting in, in a confined space for a long time right now. I haven't moved. No. Oh, do you have to? Is the description saying you have to move? No, no, it says must be comfortable with yeah, small still. spaces and staying still. That's exactly what you're doing now. I haven't moved, have I? No, so you really fit the bill. You should apply yourself. Small spaces, yeah. Mm. This is a quite a small shed. Mm. So, hang on, what, but what would the job be for? Uh, well, it's, just, it's a short hair required for gallery performance piece in London. London, that sounds quite good, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You think, <laughs> hang on. If it was, if it was Reading, lights. yeah. If it was Reading, you'd think, I'm not going to do that. Or, uh, yeah, quite. Or Basingstoke. Yeah, exactly. The Basingstoke Pavilion Theatre. For, you know, a, 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 some kabuki theatre in Basingstoke. Can you imagine oh, that? Oh, my goodness. Little worse. Just in the cafe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the big space is rented out. There's a conference in there, so we're doing it in the, can in the canteen. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Which I share with the leisure centre. Yeah, and it's yeah. got that incessant smell of chlorine. Yeah, well, if anyone wants it, it's still up for grabs, I reckon. All right. Yeah. So email us, and will, email you, will, us you, will you put them in touch? Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll, I'm the... I'll take my usual 10%. You're the go-between. Yeah. Not the first time. So midway through this tour de force, I think we all should reflect uh, and work out if we're, if we're doing well. Uh, I think personally that, you know, we're a bit unstructured, a, a little unwieldy at times, but generally on the right track. Yeah. What, what are your, uh, in corporate speak, takeaways? I like that I've learned stuff. I'm learning stuff. Was it Pentacushi? Pe Petrakusha. Petrakusha. 
that's one thing I've, I'm taking away from today, definitely. Uh, Gabriella, and, your takeaways. And I like that we seem to be involved in blue sky thinking. Yes. And that we're throwing our ideas into the collective pool before blowing them out the water. How badly wow. do you think corporate jargon has affected uh, civilization? Because this isn't actually a podcast, it's a huddle. <sighs> well, it's all terrible, I think. It's all pretty hopeless and, mm. uh, and sort of someone, it's giving someone a job thinking up this stuff, isn't it? It's giving someone a, it's giving someone... Is it mainly the Americans? I think it is. Because, <sighs> it, because I was at a thing the other day where um, we had a huddle, read meeting, and um, we were going to connect with someone else. Um, and to do so, we had to reach out. To what? Well, this other person. Yeah. So we had a huddle and then we reached out to somebody else to work out if their sustainables were sustainable and their deliverables were deliverable. Now, there's a paragraph that you don't need. Mm, I had a good acronym. Mm -hmm. WOCAT. WOCAT! Good, good. WOCAT! Do it again. WOCAT! Like a Discord chord. WOCAT! WOCAT! What's Which WOCAT? Is winning one customer at a time. A silence. I Lick can't. my face. Yeah. I mean, please. Yeah. You I should just... give that to Orange, the phone company. Do you reckon? Mm, sell it to them. This is the uh, section of the show which is the malevolence of corporates. It's a newly formed section, but I think it's flying. Yeah. The it... thing that really has jacked me off this week is uh, the uh, fact that now Starbucks, a chain that I yes. never ever go yes. into, are now writing your name on yeah. the cups that, like... and shouting it loudly across their stores uh, so you then go up to pick your coffee. Emma! Hello, <laughs> uh, but what say if, like, like, let's say your name, Gabriella, mm. like, what's your name? Gabriella. Babliella! <laughs> a latte for Babliella. <laughs> no, Gabriella. Mm. Barry, Barry, Barry fella. Barry's fella. Where's Barry's fella? I've got a latte for Barry's I fella. Would, I would shout it out still because I would be having an affair with Barry's fella. Well, <laughs> that's convenient. That is, yeah. Touche, but, yeah. Hate it. Hate yeah, it. It's, don't, it's, don't, I want total anonymity in that. I know. I, th I think that sort of stuff comes over time. You get to know someone's name over time. Yes. If you go to the same oh. cafe, you might... It's the forced. Same, it's fucking And I don't want also to be drinking out of a paper cup with the word Ross, for instance, on the side of it in a public place. Security again, issues. Security, security issues. How do they... They know you're out of your house. Burglars know you're out of your house. Because... Because... Quite, Tom. See, do you know what this section of the show is called? It's called Solving and Fighting Everyday Crime. Yes, I agree. Mm. Well, my girlfriend had her phone nicked yesterday. Yeah. Did she have a name written on the side of it? Uh, By no. some well, un uh, unmentionable barrister from Starbucks. Can I tell you how it happened? Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know how to say it. A homeless person? Yes. Is that the word? Yeah. Well, is that the word? Yes. You don't say untouchable. You say homeless. <laughs> Only in India. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you read Sanskrit, don't you? Mm. So, um, how do you say it in Sanskrit? Mm, um, agriham, without a home. Wow. Anyway. Sorry, I, I, someone who wooed by the Sanskrit. I know. I, I was taken away. I was. Isn't that flamenco? No, it's, it's Sanskrit. Oh, it's really nice. Okay, can you? I'm gonna sing the song. Can you? Uh, 
translate it in Sanskrit. Okay. Okay. The homeless man came into Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> and offered my girlfriend a big issue. And big issue, Lady Mitram. Da 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 na. And uh, while she, he did that, he stole her mobile phone. And while he akarot that mobile phone, akarot. Wow. And is that what happened? Yeah. He held it above, he held it and I, and I offered it over the table. Beautiful. And held it, um, went, big issue, but big issue. And like held it, she had her phone on the top, on the counter. And held the phone, the big issue over her, like, oh. and just took it from underneath. How sneaky! And mm. and she she woke up this morning. She went, he stole my phone, because she hasn't used her phone since. Mm. And suddenly she, she just clicked. It was like a an argument. You know, when you're in an argument and you can't think of the thing to say. Yeah. Only in the morning you think, oh, I should have said that. It was that kind of clarity of, oh my god, he did that. Mm. And it's just crime in Starbucks. It's yeah. synonymous with. Yeah. Starbucks is synonymous with crime. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm sorry to come back to this point, but the writing of the name on the cup is, is a, it's a breach of civil liberties in many ways. Yes. It's a human rights issue. Do you know what I do enjoy, though? People who've come out of a conference and they've forgotten that they've still got their name tag on and they're on the tube uh, and they're sitting there in their own little world and suddenly you say, Joanne! <laughs> huh? How does he know? Yeah. Joanne! You have to hang around XL then quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, that's what I do on Saturdays. And you can also do that even if, if you're on a tube couch and no one has name tags on. You just shout a name that's likely to be in, yes. in around you, yes. Gerard. Yeah. And then you're bound if, to get someone. If you someone. want to be more um, specific, there's mm. areas of London where you can go and um, shout certain words and you guarantee a response. Have you got an example? I have. South Kensington. Caroline! <laughs> Five, seven people in a coffee mm. shop. They go up like meerkats. <laughs> yeah. um, Peckham. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that... Anything, any, any child's name that is synonymous with root vegetable. <laughs> Parsnip. Parsnip. Exactly. Parsnip. Yeah, you know. Peckham. Yeah, well, there's a kind of gentrification going on there, isn't okay, it? Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. the dandies yeah. and the trendies have moved mm. in and tried to, you know, they've, they've painted the place magnolia, yeah. given it a yeah. load of wooden floors and cool. What know. about Surrey? Well, it's obvious, isn't it? Okay. They're kind of old, aren't they? Bill. Mm. No, no, it's, it's, it's more kind of David. David Growler, good to see you. Mm. Isn't it? Yeah. Just, yeah, that, that. So, um, what's been one of the most bizarre things that's happened? Uh, uh, or what's been one of the most startling things that stood out of late? Tom, have you got anything? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, at the BFI, they have the LB, LBGT festival, the Lesbian, Bisexual, Gay, Transsexual Festival, which is very popular. Yeah, but not very easy to say. <laughs> is it LGBT? Well, LGBT. LGBT. Yeah. They, uh, they have... Sounds uh, like a massive quango. They have a, male, uh, they have a male toilet. They have a female toilet. Yeah. They also have a, a transsexual toilet. And um, Matt's just the disabled toilet with a different sign on it, with an LGBT sign on it. I don't think anyone's realised. I don't know. Did you go in that one? Many times, <laughs> yeah. So as we draw to the close of the Little Victories podcast, uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. I've certainly enjoyed it. You guys? Yeah, great time. Very much. Yeah, and yeah. if you're at home, on a train, on a tube, I don't know where you might be. You might be in a shed like us. Uh, and you've been listening. I hope it's been, uh, well, entertaining. Yeah, Galvanising. We just want to be that, 
nice person you meet by accident on the train, do you think? I'm not nice, Tom. I'm dark and moody. <laughs> Um, this is the moment uh, that uh, we, we found in the Chelsea Arts Club yearbook uh, a section of the back called Purple Passages, and we're going to shamelessly nick it. Uh, and these are what happens with Purple Passages. People write in and they divulge bits of information that they've ordinarily kept secret uh, for the enjoyment of other people. So let me give you uh, an example of a Purple Passage. Fulham Palace Physic Garden, someone's written in, saying there's a real country meadow behind the main garden if you can find it. So they're little sanctuaries or they're little moments in life which are, uh, let's say, uh, enhancing one's experience generally of the creation. Do you have any? I've got one, yeah. Go on. it's, there's a church in Kennington um, that had its steeple blown off in the Second World War. Yeah. And 200 yards away from that, there's a church in Kennington that had uh, its church blown up and the st only the steeple was left. And the steeple is still standing. So that if you stand at a certain point in the Imperial War Museum gardens, you can see that steeple connected to that church, and it's lovely. It's a lovely moment of nice sort of uh, connection between history and time and religion. And time and space and yeah. uh, general course it's, and physics. Yeah, it's physical poetry. Ross, do you have any things behind things or anything that is valuable in your life? Plenty of things. I've got plenty of things of value in my life. All I'd say for, uh, that we should uh, ruminate on as the world gets bigger, more complex uh, and uh, fuller, of stuff generally is that Mongolia is a country four times the size of France. It's inhabited almost entirely by tent dwellers, and uh, we should all contemplate moving them. Very good point, Gabriella. Well, um, I, I haven't I haven't got any location to tell you about, but I do have a fact of life that I find makes it more bearable, and that is that if you find it hard to get up in the morning, the best thing is the night before you go to sleep is to erect a flask of hot water by your bed. Erect it? Well, <laughs> just put it into position and put lemon in it mm. and then leave the flask by your bed and when you wake up, straight away, the first thing you do in the morning, oh. pour the hot water into your cups, it will still be hot, uh, especially with Margaret Thatcher because she didn't sleep much, but generally it will still be hot and in the morning you have the cup and honestly, the day starts with so much more vibrancy doing that. I can't even tell you. I really think it stops the ageing process too. So from Gabriella, what we've learned, um, because if we could just hark quickly back to, um, to Michelangelo's snowman, mm -hmm. i.e. those moments that dissolve very quickly in life but should be held in one's memory to keep, keep you going. Um, we've learned that from you, that cheeks need to be massaged Yes, and as well as cheeks being need to be massaged to have the hot water in the morning, mm. but another thing connected to Michelangelo's snowman, something that is very good in the world that will soon be gone, is Kate Middleton's dog, if it goes on the same diet as her. So, uh, on that bombshell, uh, what I'd like to do is invite you, uh, the guys at home, the train in your shed uh, to email us littlevictoriespodcast at gmail.com with any purple passages that you have so any of those life-affirming moments or areas in london or the country city that you're in uh, that we can share with others to well let's just say you know, make uh, make this whole life thing a, a touch more enjoyable i think that's it really for this week what do you think yeah i think we're ready to go yeah what's the plan what are you up to i'm gonna go probably go home sort out my tax Bits yeah. and bobs like that. Well, thanks for that. Uh, Gabriella? I'm probably going to go home and lie on the grass with my dog. And Ross, what are you going to do? I'll probably go and drink a glass of wine. Shall we go to the pub? Yeah. Yeah, let's go, Come to, on, the go to the pub. pub.
So that was the Little Victories podcast. It was brought to you by Tom Adams, Gabriella Brunel, and me, Ross Ashcroft. And keep winning those little victories because life isn't really all that bad. Just don't let them grind you down. Until next time, Tom will play us out. Email us, littlevictoriespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you.